Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to another edition of the podcast. This is Cover Your Assets KC. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, serving you in Kansas City with an office in Overland Park. We're online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, Happy New Year to you. I hope 2022 is just going to be a fantastic year. Well, that's what I'm expecting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> the the bar's I mean, pretty low, David, so, I mean, <laughs> come on, we, we should be able to make this work. <laughs> yeah, you know, 21 was a pretty good year. I mean, 20 was the was the killer there with all yeah. that COVID stuff, and then and we just kind 20, of slogged 21 through still had 21. some spillover, didn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, 22 is teed up to be some kind of fine year. I sure hope so. Fingers crossed for all of us, that is for sure. Um, Well, as always happens, I bet our listeners can guess what we're talking about on today's show. It's probably (laughs) an annual thing at this point. The first show of the new year is going to have some sort of resolution talk in it. We don't want to be cliche, David, but hey, if the rest of the world's talking about doing, uh, you know, resolutions and those kinds of things to start off the year, then why not join the fray? We're just going to barrel right down the same road. That's right. Uh, Before we dive into your six resolutions for 2022, do you have any non-financial resolutions you're personally uh, engaging in this year? Oh, you know, there's there's always the standby lose 10 pound thing. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, You know what? Yeah, I don't really have anything particular. You don't sound too convicted over that uh, resolution, well, there, David. <laughs> so I, I have a, I will admit, I have a, a, a scorecard up on the bathroom mirror. So it's not like I'm not going to do it. It's okay. just, okay. it's, it's kind of the old standby that everybody does, and very, very few accomplish it. Yeah. Last year, I did, I had the ten pounder, and I got eight of them done. Well, that's by the end good. of January. So you know. Almost accomplished. Oh, and all in the first month. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, and and kept it off. So that was good. So I figured, man, if I could do another 10 in January and another 8 in January with the goal of 10, then that'd be, <laughs> anyway, you can extrapolate it further. If I did oh, that over five years, then I would than I eventually yeah. be down to my college weight. <laughs> Very nice. That <laughs> so, is fantastic. You know, who knows? Yeah. What about you? Well, good. Well, so last year was a successful weight loss year for me. Uh, so I lost uh, over 95 pounds. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. In 2021. So that was pretty uh, pretty awesome. So my New Year's resolution this year, I've got a little bit more to go. I'm trying to get back to my college weight as well. So I've got a few more pounds to go to get there. Uh, but now I'm starting to add in some athletic goals. So I would like to run uh, my first half marathon this year. Nice. And I actually have it on the books and scheduled for January 29th. Will be my well, first then you're almost prepared. I'm, om- I'm almost there. <laughs> we'll see well, how it goes. That's pretty awesome. Now, I, have, I have no aim over time or anything like that. I just want to finish. But, uh, but yeah, so I'll be executing that and finishing that resolution before the month is out is the goal. That's why I booked it for, for January 29th. So I had to commit to it early in the year and, and get it done. Good for you. That's awesome. And you all have decent weather out in your neck of the woods, so that ought to be good. Yeah, I'm doing a, I'm doing a beach run, so I'll travel down and do uh, Holden Beach down there in kind of the uh, southern outer banks of uh, North Carolina. So should should be awesome. nice weather down there. See a little ocean, a little little water on the the route and the trip. Should be fun, I think. Good. So. Not many 
marathons being run in January in Kansas City, I'll assure you yeah, that. Yeah, you got to go to a little bit warmer climate for those scheduled <laughs> ones. Yeah. The, the, I had the option of doing one in the mountains, and I was like, I think I'll take the no hills and the yeah, coast for my first that's, one in January. That's a good call. <laughs> well, fantastic. I'll report back to you in uh, in February, let you know how it I how can't it wait to hear. If, I'm st- if I survive it, and I'm still alive. Maybe I'll see you on ESPN or something. You know, if that happens, it's probably because something bad happened, David. So, because <laughs> I All don't right, think it's going to be for anything We won't look forward to that. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's worth rooting for because that might be a bad sign. Um, all right. Well, well, let's not delay any further, David. Let's get into it. Hopefully, everybody out there maybe has a New Year's resolution or two and you're ready to attack it and go for it. If you don't have any, well, make one today. At least one of the six that we're going to cover on the podcast here. They're going to help your finances if you execute one of these things and put you in a better place as you head throughout the year. So, David, let's get to it. What's your first financial New Year's resolution? Well, the first one is what I think is the most important one, and it's your scorecard. Like I mentioned, the scorecard I have up on my bathroom mirror. This is calculating your net worth. And this is really, this is something so important that you just need to do once a year. I don't think you need to do it more often. But the reason I think it's so important is the first rule of getting to where you're going is knowing where you are. If you're using a map on your phone, you you have to put in two coordinates, where you're going and where's your starting location. So if you've got some cool goals for the future and you want to, you know, this or that or the other, whether you're in your 20s or 40s or 60s or older, you really need to know where you're starting from to know if your goal is realistic and how fast you can get there. So keeping score also can get you motivated for your financial goal. And, and so that is why I think calculating your net worth every January is so important. It's super simple. If you use Excel spreadsheets, the one that's even simpler, but you can do it with a yellow pad or you know a piece of notebook paper. And then it's something, what you want to make sure is that you have it where in a file where you keep it and review it and you can you can look at your path annually ongoing to see whether you're on track or whether you're off. So just real quickly, you might be sitting, if you've listened to us for the last couple of years, you know exactly what this statement looks like. But just real quickly, on your piece of paper, which I hope you will do, if you don't have this already done for this year, I hope you do this immediately upon listening to this podcast. On the left-hand side of your, of your piece of paper, just write assets on the top and underline it. And then list all of your financial assets that you have. And like your home, your car, your bank accounts, your 401ks, your savings accounts, etc. And next to the words, write the dollar amount that each one of those has in them. And then add them all up. And that's your total assets. But then you probably owe some people some money. And that's over on the right-hand side of your piece of paper. You're going to write liabilities up on the top of that and underline it. And underneath that, you're going to list home mortgage. Maybe you have an auto loan. Maybe you have some credit card debt that you're still trying to pay down. And next to each of those words, you're going to list the amounts that you have for each one of those things. You're going to total them up. And then to get to your net worth, all you're going to do is subtract those liabilities from the assets that you had on the left side. And the difference is your net worth. And hopefully that's a positive number. Because if it's not, you owe people more than what you have, and that's a place you want to get out of. But what you'd like to see over time is that your net worth grows. It doesn't have to grow a bunch. In some years, it's it's not going to grow. So once you have this all set up, what do you do then? 
Well, I think what you do, what I do is review my year over year progress. So your net worth either went up or down. It's very unlikely to have stayed the same. And then you just want to ask yourself the question, why? You just do a little bit of analysis to say, well, what happened in the last year financially for me and my family that made my net worth either go up or down? Did my assets grow? Maybe I built my IRA balance. Maybe it was a great year in the stock market. Maybe my home value uh, went up. Maybe I added an emergency cash account that I didn't have before. Who knows what those would have been? But did my assets go up or down? What about my liabilities? Maybe I paid down my mortgage or maybe I paid off my car loan uh, or I eliminated credit card debt. So maybe my liabilities went down. Either of those things, assets going up or liabilities going down, will be awesome because that causes your financial net worth to have increased. The important thing here is if you see your net worth go down in a given year, that's not a, a reason for despair, but it is a reason to say, what happened? Why am I okay with that? And if I'm not okay with that, then you set up a different set of goals for this coming year, 2022, that in the end will help your net worth grow over the year. So if you don't do any of these other six, make sure that within moments of listening to this podcast, you create your net worth statement as of December 31st, 2021, and it'll help you know where you're going for 2022. David, this was actually a lot of fun to do. So I actually did this at the end of the year based on our conversations from earlier in the year. And it was fascinating. I was able to go back and backdate uh, to within some, I think, relative accuracy because I've, although I wasn't tracking it in previous years, I had enough uh, crumbs I could piece together <laughs> to rebuild and, and backbuild uh, from previous years, the past 10 years, actually. Of oh, good for you. That net worth statement. And it is fascinating to see. And uh, the early years are really funny to see a minus 350% <laughs> swing in uh, net worth, but followed by like a 350% swing the next year. And uh, it's just, you know, I guess when assets were much lower at the beginning of life, the home value side of things really influenced greatly the, <laughs> the net yes. worth side. But For it's sure. fascinating to see and to look at. And um, it also can give you some some excitement maybe to see you start to see how it's building and how you're planning for the future and then to see how um, it's interesting. Each year we bought a home and I guess this makes sense, right? There was a negative impact on the net worth, at least temporarily because of all the expenses that go into buying a home and any <laughs> home uh, equity that you may have had probably took a hit compared to moving into a new space and a new home. But to see how then that investment in that home pays dividends over time with building, uh, you know, building equity and those kinds of things. So you can see the impact of all of that stuff, which is really neat. Yeah. I mean, a company wouldn't dream of not having financial statements. And I've always thought of myself and, and encouraged all of my staff through over the years to think of themselves as self-employed. And how can you be, how can you have a little company and not have financial statements? So this is really, really super basic, but super important. And, um, it can provide a lot of momentum for you as you go through the years. I can look back into my 30s and see financial statements from when the assets were pretty small. But it, you know, it creates a, a good path and a bunch of motivation to keep driving you toward where you're going uh, in the future. 
I just think it's really neat too to see on those years where there might might have been a dip or where you may have had some you know unusual success in a particular year to kind of peel back the onion a little bit and say, well, why? And then can you duplicate that? You know, what can you tap into some of that magic? Was it the home value or was there something else that you maybe committed to in a particular year that really helped ramp you up to the next level? Maybe you increased your savings and now that you can zoom out a little bit and see that impact, um, that, that can be something that's very valuable just to kind of build your knowledge base. So yeah, I love and it, sometimes yeah. understanding the why that went up is really important too, because when markets are doing great, we all think we're geniuses. And a lot of it has to do with <laughs> a rising tide floats all boats. So when it goes up, don't necessarily pat yourself on the back and say, see how smart I am. You can kind of unpack that too and say, all right, why did I have a good year? How do I do that more often? So it's just super valuable to understanding uh, how your money works and how you can make it work for you. Well said, David. All right. So that's uh, New Year's resolution number one from a financial standpoint. Uh, That's definitely the one to execute. But we've got for you overachievers out there some additional resolutions. What's (laughs) next, David? Well, we have a wide variety of listeners to our podcast. So this one, I hope, is not really all that relevant to a bunch of our listeners. However, it's very real in America, and that's it's pay down your credit card debt. Hopefully pay off your credit card debt. So I went out to creditcards.com today before you and I started recording. There's $998 billion of credit card debt in America. That's so pennies short of a trillion dollars. <laughs> that's that's just that's astounding to me. The average credit card balance is over fifty five hundred bucks. And based on this website, forty almost forty one percent of credit card holders carry balances over from month to month. And so you know there there are certain there are reasons why that happens sometimes. I'm not going to say there are good reasons, but maybe there are some, you know, good reasons for that to happen in a short period of time. But we as a country have kind of made this into a thing where we spend almost like there's no tomorrow and we live above our means. So credit card debt over the years on these podcasts, I've referred to as it's like termites for your financial structure, just eating away every minute of every day, eating away at your net worth. It's silent happens a little bit at a time. But what it really is evidence of is that if you have credit card debt, it is evidence that you're living above your means. I mean, it could be evidence that you didn't have an emergency fund and you had an emergency and you had to put it on a credit card, which isn't a good thing either. But just a quick little example. I pulled my credit card statement for my my business here. So I put a lot of stuff on credit card because I like the <laughs> I like the points that they give me. That's, that's how but they it, get you. <laughs> that's exactly. Except, so I pay it off every month because I can. But there's a little box right in the middle of the first page of this credit card statement, and I think it's it's kind of instructive. If you if you carry credit card debt and you pull out your statement, you'll see probably the same box. This happens to be an Amex card, but this bill that I got has. 10,800 bucks of stuff that I did for the company over the month, and it'll be paid off here in another week. But the box says, well, actually in bold, it says minimum payment warning. Well, that should, that should catch your eye. But it says if you make no additional charges and each month you pay only the minimum payment due, 
then you'll pay this statement off in 21 years. <laughs> 21 years if you don't charge another thing. And you will have paid $23,600 to pay off your $10,800 of, of charges. So that's, that's just real clear evidence of, the, of how interest in these credit cards rolls forward in a really, really big way. Well, let's say, so the minimum payment here is 215 bucks. Let's say that you paid the next bar, the next line down says, well, what if you pay $389? Almost twice the amount of the payment. Well, then you pay this thing off in three years and you will have only paid $14,000 for the privilege of buying $10,800 worth of stuff. The reason I, so hopefully some real numbers are kind of interesting, but if you look at your credit card statement, it probably has an interest rate of 15% or 20% or 25%, all of which are no good. It's a crushing way to try to build your net worth is to pay anybody 15 or 20 or 25% interest on stuff that you bought and arguably couldn't afford at the time. So I would encourage you very strongly, if you have credit card debt, you have termites or rust eating your car, whichever analogy works best for you, but you really need to get rid of that and make sure that in the future, you don't run credit card debt in your household. It is, there's a trillion dollars of it. You look at bank earnings, <laughs> that's how banks make most of their money is through fees and interest on these types of loans. So, so do yourself a favor and take money out of their pocket and put it into yours by paying down credit card debt. So Walter, I also get a lot of questions on other types of debt and are they just as bad? So no detail here, but I just real quickly wanna say, if you have automobile debt, that's probably not a big thing. I don't know very many people that pay, very many people in their 20s, 30s or 40s that pay cash for their car. But if you're paying you know, two or zero or 2% or 3% for a five or six year auto loan, that's okay. But remember that your car is a depreciating asset. In other words, five years from now, unless you bought a really special car, that car is going to be worth maybe half what you paid for it, and you're still going to owe some money on it. So just be careful when you buy cars uh, that you, and <laughs> hopefully you pay them off and drive them a little while longer. And instead of sending that four or five or $600 to the automobile loan company, you put that in your 401k or your IRA or your pocket. And that ends up being money for you, for your future. And then mortgage debt, that's, I think I've probably been quoted as saying that's my favorite kind of debt. So if you got to have debt, it may as well be mortgage debt because your mortgage is on a, is on a real property, a piece of real estate that is more than likely an appreciating asset. 10 years from now, Walter, do you think your home is going to be worth more or less than it is right now? I will say more. It's almost guaranteed that it's going to be worth more. <laughs> Even through the financial crisis, you had two or three or four years of dip, but real estate tends to be an appreciating asset. And sometimes, depending on the market, a really good appreciating asset. So I have no problem. I have almost no problem with people taking on mortgage debt because typically, as long as you don't buy too big of a home and get too big of a mortgage, it's going to be a good investment for your household. You probably want to make sure that it's a, a low fixed rate loan. Doesn't have to be, but that would be awesome. And if it's not, 
<laughs> then you might take the opportunity to refinance your loan into a low rate fixed rate loan because that's the environment we're in right now and there's no guarantee that three or four or five years from now rates are going to be as low as they are so that's my view on debt credit card debt is just it's termites and rust get rid of it automobile loans be careful and mortgage debt it could probably be a podcast in and of itself as to why younger people ought to invest in a home real estate property uh, it's not right for everyone but for the for the purposes of this podcast that's that's perfectly fine debt just get rid of your credit card debt that's number 2 it's super important well and just to link these two points together david it's really interesting when you do that um that net worth sheet that data sheet that you're talking about back in point number 1 that helps you also see the impact of paying down that debt. And you can see on years when you got rid of maybe a car payment or a loan payment or for whatever reason, uh, if you were carrying credit card debt and paid that off and no longer had that going out the door and accumulating interest against you, uh, you can see those impacts on that sheet. So these things definitely go hand in hand. All right, what about New Year's resolution number three? Well, number three, I mentioned it in number two, actually, and that's just make sure that you've established an emergency fund. And so... You know, sometimes an emer- it, that can take a number of different forms. I get questions on this all the time. But as far as the amount goes, most financial advisor type people would tell you that you want to have six months of living expenses in either a savings account or a money market account, maybe a brokerage account. Uh, maybe I've had years in my past where it was just my home equity loan, my HELOC. If I needed six months, I could go borrow it on my home equity, because that's another asset too. So whichever way you decide to do it, it's really important to have done that, to have that set up. Why? Well, what if your car dies and you have to have something, you need a, a fast decision. Uh, maybe you need a thousand dollar set of tires. Maybe you need surgery. Uh, maybe you lose your job and you're out of work for three months. So what it really does is, first of all, it gives you some financial sanity, some financial security, um, but it also keeps you from running up credit card debt because something comes up that's an emergency that you have to have by definition. If it's an emergency, you have to have it. And if you don't have a cash reserve, you're pretty likely to pull out a piece of plastic and pay for it on credit card debt. And that can turn into an ongoing snowball of debt that's really hard to get out of. So as you're putting together your monthly finances, It's going to feel like that you're leaving money over on the side that is unemployed, that it's that it's not working hard enough for you. Uh, But it's super important. And the times that you need it once every other year, once every five years. But when you've got that over there, gives you a tremendous sense of confidence that you can handle what comes down the road financially. So that would be number three. Make sure you have an emergency saving fund set up that you know that you can count on. Great points across the board, David. So again, our three out of six so far, New Year's resolutions for 2022, calculate that scorecard, do that net worth statement. Uh, The second was to pay down credit card debt, get that off the books if you can. And uh, number three, get that emergency fund built up. We will wrap the episode up there for today, but we'll continue with the final three of our New Year's resolutions. So, you know, take absorb those three for a week. 
Come back a week from now, and we'll have the next three that you can tackle. You can go ahead and start putting some plans in place to tackle those first three, though, in the meantime. And then we'll have the remaining three New Year's resolutions to think about and your finances uh, coming up on the next episode of the podcast. In the meantime, if you have questions for David, need some help sorting any of this out, getting your finances together, planning for retirement, schedule a time to visit with David. You can give him a call and ask some questions at 913-317-1414, 913-317-1414, or go online to coveryourassetskc.com. You can get in touch with us through the website, or you can find lots of great uh, articles, past episodes of the podcast, so much more great information and content, all there for you at coveryourassetskc.com. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out for some help if you need it. David, thank you for the help and a good first show of 2022. And uh, we'll finish up these resolutions next time around. We'll come back with three more really important ones next week. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to everybody next time right back here on Cover Your Assets, KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.